I'm Oz and this is Jake. Hello. We're from the timeline where The Amazing Screw-On Head is a multi-billion dollar movie franchise. You're in the damn woods. Monday Media Podcast. It's your boys Jake and Oz. What's poppin'? How's everybody doing? Yeah, what's, what's going on? Fucking, How y'all uh, feeling? Y'all feeling good? It's Monday. It's Monday. Um, it's time for media. And it's time we, to stop. We consumed some media. Also, it's time to stop. Um, <laughs> how is your week going, Oz? Well, other than the whole waiting for, you know employers to contact me which mm-hmm. is a known thing everyone knows how that be i'm actually going to send I a couple emails and be like hey doesn't know how that be are you hiring me or not i do have um at some point here in the not too distant an all-day interview which will be jesus fun. fucking christ that's a thing what, that's a thing the big tech companies they can just do that fucking like yeah i know uh at least they buy me lunch i hey, guess fuck it, they um, buy you lunch, right? but nevertheless uh but I have successfully, like, there may be a little echo on this because I'm still in the garage because I have successfully turned my um, entire crew into full-time um, lanterns. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a thing now because uh, we had one last weekend and we're having another one this coming weekend. Jesus. Shorter one, but still. You um, Yeah, no, it's it's pretty wild. You know, four spare computers, oh, uh, do it. garage on war footing. Uh, friend of the show, mm-hmm. Daedalus, oh, yeah. gave me some lavish gifts. Oh, um, nice. That were apparently intended for me while I was still up there. Oh, cool. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, a few museum pieces, <laughs> including a Palm 3 in working condition. So Very nice. I get to play around with that. Um, Pentium 2, uh, Athlon Thunderbird, Ooh, some, some Rambus yeah. for the people who know what that is. <laughs> but Jesus. also a additional 16-port switch. Oh, Nice. So we now have two of those hooked up and yeah, no, it's, it's nuts. We're just on total battle footing out here. And that's, that's why cool. I have not moved my computer inside. Oh, fuck it. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, land parties are fucking weird and old school. Super fun. Hey, that's, that's our deal. That's the thing we do. Yeah. No, that's not bad. What's up in the frozen north? It's fucking cold. Um, it's actually been unseasonably less cold than usual. Uh, so I am basically preparing for a, a January that is nothing but 60 below horseshit. Mm-hmm. That's how it, that's how it fucking happens. That's how they it's get like, you. It's been above zero a bunch in, in November and December. And I'm like... <laughs> this owns this fucking this owns, I love it. This oh, is gonna be so super good. tight. Uh yeah. So I'm I'm assuming uh December is either gonna be just a month of just like uh you know, above zero potential rain incidents to mm. like mm. negative. Like climate change, 30. that's that good shit. You know, I like climate change when it's like the summers are more reasonable um but it's not not, not when though. it's like no no <laughs> it's not when it's like hey 
did you know rain could happen in the winter? And I'm like, I know, but I wish it wouldn't. And they're like, it's, yeah, it's, it's why, happening. How dare you tell me this in this it's, fashion? Super tight. Please stop. This, this owns. This, this owns. joke so is cool. no longer funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just fucking, I've been just hustling around doing normal stuff. Nothing, nothing amazing. It's just, it's been like, I'm like suspicious of the weather. And you're in the time of the year where you, you pretty much just got to maintain, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like just, cabin fever is a real thing. Oh God. Yeah. And I would say it's, it's arguably even worse now. Cause you know, as we were alluding to there before, there's no short of like no shortage of if you encounter a tourist oh. in Alaska, they'll be like, Oh, you almost love this climate change thing. Huh? <sighs> and the reality of the matter is like, no, well, we've rain. gone from unseasonably <laughs> cold winters to unseasonably cold winters punctuated by rain that prevents you from going anywhere. Oh, God. Just like so much. Yeah. I remember so one time it fucking rules. I was going to a D&D game on China Hot Springs Road. As you do. Uh, and the temperature like jumped 30 degrees while I was driving. Oh, yeah and hell yeah that's and, my shit and boy fucking howdy did that turn into hey it's raining outside and i was like oh man i love china hot springs road in the winter mm -hmm. when it rains when it rains that's the best that's time to be driving on fucking china hot springs road oh my god that was that was like a hell i like i think i was close enough to the nordale exit that i just just kind of gunned it because I was like, so the guy's house is on a one of the slopes, obviously. Naturally. And his driveway goes right into China Hot Springs Road. <laughs> so I had to get a run. This is when I had my Mercedes. So I had like an old all-wheel drive Mercedes that I was like, I had to get a running start in his dirt driveway. Ramp onto China Hot Springs, not slide across the road. And Naturally. get speed to get up the hill. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that is... Just a time-honored tradition of how to visit people yeah. in Fairbanks in the winter, right? Visiting like, your friends who live in <laughs> Shitville. Like, uh, and Chino Springs is a beautiful place. Oh, you got it. Yeah, there's a lot Chino of gorgeous territory out there. It's like, it's like, yeah. you don't, In you, the summer, it's an amazing drive. Oh, it's like, fucking it's almost, Even if you're not going to the hot springs, which, you know, the road is so named because that's the only place it goes. Yeah, that's where, um, that's where Other it than, you know, a bunch of residential joints, little towns, that type of yeah. thing. Um, but... In, yeah, in the summer, it's gorgeous, really fun, good drive, definitely yeah. worth doing. Uh, in the winter, it's a hellscape of just hills and uh -huh. ice. Just suffering. Mm -hmm. um, um, and yeah, that, so that, that that particular, you know, like, oh, going to visit friends. Yep. And I mean, my, my house was one of these, not on China Hot Springs, but, you know. Oh, like, yeah, you're, where you're you tell there. them, like, if you have four-wheel drive, then you can come down the driveway yeah. And if you don't have four wheel drive park on the fucking road because because <laughs> you are just going to get stuck yeah, and it's not worth it. And and for people with an uphill driveway, because mine is downhill, like it's it's more to the tune of, OK, you can come up the driveway if you have four wheel drive and you probably want to get a good run at it. And yep. then if you can't, then, yeah, just park on the street. Just don't don't mess with it. Yeah, it doesn't help. Um, a lot of the roads are like two two lanes. I'm using air quotes. Two, two lane dirt, you know, they're made of gravel, yeah. quote um, unquote, two lanes. Yeah. You, two, two ish lanes. They're like two lanes. Two cars 
could fit on a road conceivably, maybe. You know, if, if you had to. And, and if sometimes when you park real, on the side, you have to. Everyone's real comfortable with driving and not at all, like, weirded out that there's another car coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can get two ro- It's very much in air quotes. Very much yeah, like, uh, no. yeah, that's two. That's two. No, it just becomes immediately hyper-aggressive. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, no. So that's been, but no, I like, I think, I think I got, I like, I took two runs at it. The second run, I got up the hill and then I was like, I didn't plan for what I was going to do going down the hill. So I was oh, just like, oops. oh, this is, then I was like, I was like, aha, we're up the hill. Then I was like, oh no, the hill has a down part that I need to be oh, no. on. <laughs> oh shit. And, uh, it just turned into me like slowly sliding my car sideways through the two, the, the, the turn lane and the regular lane. Thankfully no one else is on the road down this fucking hill. And I'm just like, man, this sucks dick. (laughs) This this is terrible. This is terrible. Why did I do this? Anyway, no freezing rain is always like, it's always a shit show. The only other time that I had like a really idiot moment with freezing rain was when one Thanksgiving, I went to uh, one of our old bar hangouts. Uh, the lady who owned the bar and her bartender's um, families were out of town. They are like, we're going to have Thanksgiving in the bar. And she invited me and a bunch of my friends. Oh, nice. And I was like, yeah, okay. And she's like, you know, she's an old Korean lady. So she loves, like, she, you know, she's, she likes having her family around. She likes having people around in general. So this was mm-hmm. a, good, a good medium. And we would also not judge her for being drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, because freezing rain, you don't have anywhere to go. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we absolutely all, get drunk in your house. We well, no, we went to the bar. Oh, you're <laughs> drunk at the bar. I mean it's her bar, the, so you can fall asleep yeah. there. The freezing rain didn't start until like three drinks in. And we were just like, Well, I guess we're sleeping here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Everyone everyone and, is finding a spot to crash. And we all woke up in uh fucking bar booth seating <laughs> the next morning and I went I was like, I, uh, I, that was the don't, you know, don't trust Moldovan bartenders because they will, if you just tell them to surprise you, they, they will, they will, um, they will do that. They just I mean, sometimes surprise me means hand this person seven kinds of vodka for no reason. Look, it, you will get what you asked for. And if you ask to be surprised, well, buddy, you're going to be surprised. <laughs> you're going to be surprised. But yeah, no, I, uh, I probably the most alcohol I'd consumed at that to that point in my life and then the next morning i was like oh no i have to go back to the house and help uh my girlfriend at the time prep thanksgiving oh fun we had a bunch of people coming over oh boy and i was just like that's a lot of a lot of a lot of bad thoughts went into this one very smart and then i like i fucking go ahead just made some super cool mistakes super (laughs) incredible decisions I get back like this is I get back like seven in the morning and she's like, Do you guys have fun? And I'm just like, Yeah. She's like, How's your head? I'm like, Nope. Mm. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> or, no, with a hard no. I don't have that anymore. And uh yeah, so I just I did I helped her prep fucking Thanksgiving while trying to like keep my fucking brain from exploding out of my head in protest. It was exciting. It was a really, really great moment of like man maybe i shouldn't drink that much ever again and then it's always nice to have those two or three times a year yeah where you're like i'm a fucking idiot and you're like that's i'm not drinking like that anymore holy fuck what was that nope and then and then you know a couple months later you're like well what if we got blackout drunk again what if we did that 
That seems fine. That seems like a good plan, idiot. <laughs> and then no one says no, and you're you know, and everyone's fucking piss drunk, and then the next morning everyone wants to die. Um, I've only I've only ever had a couple people try to like talk me down. <laughs> So to speak, where it's like, hey, didn't you just uh, just a couple months ago say you were never going to drink again? I'm like, yeah, fuck you, idiot. <laughs> Eat shit. Then later, oh, God. <laughs> what, <laughs> what have I, I done? done? <laughs> oh, no, I did the thing again. Uh, you know, Drunk Oz is also like like a level 10 fucking alcohol user at that point also. Yeah, that is true. That is 100% how I operate. Um, also, Drunk Oz, uh, I don't know if Sober Oz knows this, Drunk Oz is the best wingman on this fucking planet. Wait, for real? <laughs> Dude, you're fucking insane. You are crazy. I, I you were like up four beers in, and you were like, this guy fucks to people I had just met. <laughs> when did that happen? When you came up like a month ago. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the whole time. It was amazing. Oh my god, I I, I did not. Uh, I have no recollection of that, and I remember that night. I didn't get blackout drunk or anything. I just forgot that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Yeah, no. Uh, display of high value. Go team. Um, fantastic is what it oh is. Oh my god. <laughs> I do. I do remember the time uh, that I horrified you at a house party. Just I think out I of just nowhere. met you. Uh, no, no, no. This was no, we would we, work together. That's right. Yeah, we we knew each other at that point. And I was just like, "Hey, come to this party," and I was like, "They're just drinking directly from a Jim Beam bottle." Yep. Like, oh, hey, what's, <laughs> what's going, going on? <laughs> Didn't know. Yeah, hey, that was this is Jake. It's total room of strangers. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was when. Yeah. Okay. That was. Yeah. That was. Okay. I, I was actually. This. I think that was on a, a visit back up, but still. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same no, deal. Because like, the only other person I knew there was fucking Roy. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Roy came by. <laughs> Jesus. Degeneracy. Yeah. No, that was definitely a fun moment of, it's Jake. I'm like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! You, you don't know me. <laughs> like, it's great. Everyone should like everyone. That is actually one of my cardinal, like, social flaws is I want everybody I like to like everybody I like. Mm -hmm. And so I will inadvertently cause, like, weird and uncomfortable situations because I'm like everybody likes everybody, and there's people who definitely don't like each other in uh -huh. the same room together. <laughs> like, oh, that's excellent. My bad. <laughs> Why doesn't everyone like everybody? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I funny. am the fucking worst sometimes. No, that's fucking that's hilarious. Um, it's hilarious for people who are not drunk who are watching drunk people have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, that owns. Um. Anyway. Hey, this week, um, Oz we and watched I, a thing. Man, we watched some things. There, there definitely <laughs> there's some things. So I, full disclosure, I've been rereading. I reread the entire run of Hellboy. Okay. Uh, the other so you're week, actually so you actually prepared. Oh, buddy, I uh, not like intentionally. I was just like, man, I don't, I don't think we've talked about these movies. They're fun. But uh, yeah, I have, it's I will. As a just as a forerunner, if you if you are a person who enjoys these movies and has never read the comics, do not read the comics; they will ruin the movies. Are the is it because they're better, or just they are that? The different? comics are better and also substantially different. 
Got it. That said, these movies are they. I you know. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Fuck it. <clears throat> yeah, let's let's I talk about pretty, it. Pretty Hellboy like, and Hellboy Two, starting of course with Hellboy. Yeah, heck boy. Um, heck so fella. These were. This is from 2004, so this is when they were still like, uh, we can't make a comic movie rated R. Which is still pretty much the case, but occasionally... I mean, yeah, there's the one exception that proves the rule there. Yeah, and even, they're, even they are making a PG-13 Deadpool this Christmas, so... What? Yeah, I'm not joking. Why? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Because they don't I, don't... I don't think they understand why people like Deadpool. It's Fox. It's... It surprises me that they're still struggling in this fashion. I agree, especially after the fact that everyone liked like Deadpool two in this. You know, it was a, it was more of Deadpool one, with also with Cable now. But oh yeah. right, yeah. I don't know, man. I think uh, companies are uh, they are full of lunatics per- and perpetually at it. They don't just, know what's up. Just keep. They're just at it forever. In any case, in two thousand four, yeah. they definitely didn't think you could do a comic book movie. No, uh, that was rated R because no. Well, I guess I don't know. Millennials were still actually teenagers then. Oh God! Yeah, these movies are old. Yeah, they're pretty old. Well, I mean, you know, they're yeah. One's fourteen years old. One's twelve. Jesus Christ, go fuck yeah. yourself. Or one's yeah, fourteen and twelve. That's right. Or uh, I guess ten. Fourteen and ten. Yeah. Anyway, so the first one. Um, is the this is when they uh, obviously Hellboy was a relatively like new character to non comic people, I think at that time. <clears throat> um, so they had the introduction arc as like a story, which was not terrible actually. I didn't hate it. No, no, I definitely <laughs> didn't hate it. Um, which I cannot say for the intro of two, but we'll no. get into that later. Yeah, two. Um, is a yeah, it's like hey. All right, fighting Nazis, strong premise. Rasputin, still alive, extremely mm. strong. Yeah. Um, okay, sure, we'll do that. Yeah, super weird paranormal world. Nazis mm-hmm. are doing some weird occult shit. Great. I will say this, like, they got the Nazis and Rasputin pretty much perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very fun. much that pulp horror style. <clears throat> like, even, like, translating from comic to movie, they did a really good job. Okay, yeah. Um... But yeah, no, they are like the Nazis in this aren't like just regular Nazis. They're fucking weird Nazis. <laughs> the the fucking uh, paranormal brigade. Yeah. And their clockwork assassin. And yep. Again, literally Rasputin. And literally, yeah. Who's a cool dude? Fucking lady acolyte. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole fucking crew. Definitely yeah. like. Oh my god. Okay. They um. So the first movie is actually a compressed version of I think three or four different arcs. Okay, um, which is fine. But uh, so we're we're led off with uh, Professor Broom and a bunch of American soldiers on an island, and they're they're looking for the the Nazi encampment. And uh, they find it, and it's at some, you know, some ruins. And the Nazis are gonna, they're gonna pull, they're, they're, they're gonna summon a thing that will change the world forever. Mm-hmm. And they do. They just they summon do the actually wrong six, thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing they're trying to summon is uh, like an outer god, elder god kind of thing. 
like you know think like uh Nilaro very lovecraftian yeah like full tilt like oh i'm a fucking formless being then if i get into your reality i'm gonna fuck it up that's this his whole deal. deal that's because that's this what is... he does that's his thing that's his bit that's like uh he didn't really expand on that in his career as an elder god. He was like, I just like to fuck up reality. Get a taste. And you're like, that's tight. That's, that's cool. You're a really cool dude. And I respect that. Enjoy space prison <laughs> forever, idiot. Um, no, so so Rasputin, uh, they have a machine. It's very, like, it's a very, like, the whole thing aesthetically is very, very cool. Like, it's it's creepy Nazis, and they have occult machinery, and like, like the mixing of like magic and machine is always a thing I enjoy in movies. Yeah, if you've ever like, I don't know. I guess if you've played the second Crimson Skies game, oh yeah, it has that type of feel. Or um, oh god, what was that one movie that that sucked, but <laughs> everyone was reminded of. Uh, Sin City to the point that they they were okay with it. The spirit. Yeah, there you go. Man. Uh, that style, but well executed. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's, uh, that's kind of it. Uh, well executed is the, the primary difference here, despite the fact this is a, an, a superhero, well, a, 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 a comic movie from 2004. Um, but it's Del Toro, so it's kind of like, you know. It's Del Toro. Like, you can forgive a fair amount because Del Toro. Yeah, you know he's going to not totally fail at whatever he's doing. No. It generally. may be weird and ridiculous, yeah. but you're probably going to be entertained. Um, like, so I, I don't know that a Del Toro movie has ever failed to entertain me. Like, some of them are not as good as others, but I've never just been like, oh, well, fuck this movie. Of the ones I've seen, I have not at least enjoyed a little bit of it. I can't think of any... I haven't seen everything he's made also, but... No, no. I mean, neither have I. Maybe there's something out there that I would just not be into. There might be. Who knows? Either way. Um, so we've got this, this whole premise where the, the, the Nazis don't realize that Rasputin is using them because he's Rasputin and he doesn't give a shit about anybody. And he's He's great. He's Rasputin. Because... Like, you know, lore-wise, in the comic, he's been, since he was a child, been, like, taunted and t- and talked to by the uh, things from beyond the veil. This is Which, why of course, he's, like, makes him want to bring them here? Yeah, he pretty much is, like, because they've been, like, him and, like, a few other people and uh, a few other, like, uh, influences in his life have been, like, yeah, you're you're the one who's going to bring the thing that changes everything. Well, that'll do it. And then he's like, yeah, I guess we're doing that. Cool. Fuck these people. And uh, so he like, he ends up aligned with the Nazis because the Nazis have the power to make this happen. And they, they give him control of a whole department, basically, to make it happen. And just to do it. Just to be, just to, because he hasn't told them that he's going to bring the thi- bring a, a thing from beyond time and space through a portal to kill everyone. He yeah. he's he's just like we're gonna win the war with this, and they're like, yeah, it's tight. <laughs> like, All right, cool. Fucking thousand <laughs> year reign. We're into that, and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, the the machine, uh, the Americans show up, 
Uh, they they throw some grenades and fuck the machine up, shoot some Nazis. Yeah, he opens the Stargate. He opens or, the, I mean, Stargate. the Fargate. The legally distinct from Stargate, Stargate. Um, and something comes through. And he, he knows something came through. Some of the other people kind of realize something went through. But primarily everyone is just shooting other people. Yeah, there's a lot of shooting, a lot of blowing up the Fargate. Yeah, fucking up the Nazis. Yep. Uh, the assassin they, dude is real scary because of course he is. He's pretty cool. Uh, he's an interesting character in the books. He's weird. He's not nice, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's another weirdo Nazi who is like I'm trying to think. They like he's like the guy got obsessed with like. Surgical addiction, basically. Surgi- yeah, it's At like a, that's it's, why they do it in the film. Yeah, that's it's kind of that, that's it's loosely it. It's it's like that, and it's it's like uh, control over his body entirely, which is why he's a fucking wind up asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wind up at that, that. Yeah, that's okay. That sounds right. Um, anytime he's in the comics, it's like, oh well, someone's fucking dying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which side because he'll just kill a lot of people anyway. Um, so everyone looks like the Nazis all look like they fucking eat it. Clockworks down. He's impaled through the fucking chest, and Rasputin gets aced by his own machine, and the lady bolts. Yeah, and uh, the does he get like partially melted or some shit? Like he gets like melted and sucked into another universe, as you do. Which is you know that's what happens sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. So they. They cease the operation, but they find the thing that came through. Right, and they think it's a monkey at first. Like a demon well, monkey. That one guy just insists. He's like, it's an ape. And Some like, kind of ape. Okay, chief. Uh, and Professor Broom gives him a candy bar, and then they become friends. And, and it was uh, Hellboy. And it was Hellboy. And then Hellboy, they kind of basically say, you know, Hellboy's been working with the BPRD for years, because, you know, where else is he going to The Bureau go? of, uh, what is it, Paranormal, Paranormal Research, Research and, and Defense. Defense. Yeah. And it cuts to modern times. And you've got... Oh, yeah, the, the various headlines of people yeah. supposedly citing Hellboy, which they were, actually. They he's were. he's not very subtle. No. He's very big. He's, he's kind of what happens when you max out, like, fucking uh, constitution and strength on your D&D character. Yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> Uh, he's real big. big. He's very big. <laughs> he's real big. He's got a tail, and you know he's bright red. He's very, but, he's very bright red. Um, and I will say this about the movie overall, like as like a thing, the casting is incredibly good. Oh yeah, like even for how the characters feel coming from reading the comics and rewatching the movie, like the casting feels pretty on. Well, I would say, and this is as somebody who's only got a uh, moderate familiarity with the comics, but haven't sure. read the entire first run or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, like, it, it nails the feel, and it also, like, it looks right. It does like, look right. the way they frame shots and everything, it's like they're recreating panels of the comic. They definitely, like, that and, like, aesthetically speaking, like, Hellboy and Abe and everyone, they do look pretty close to their counterparts. Um, Liz looks, Liz kind of looks a little different, but she's, she's looked different throughout the comic too. So, so not, not that, a big deal, not a huge deal. 
Um, but the the lady got the players pretty good. Um, they she does the Liz bit pretty well. Um, and like I said, like everyone else, uh, does their characters. Like I would say, if if they were to make a Hellboy movie that was stricter to the comics, because there's like I have, I have a lot of theories about this uh, as far as like studio interference, basically. Um, it was like stricter to the comics. This cast still would have worked. Strangely yeah. enough, even David Hyde Pierce. Um, David Hyde Pierce. So, to be clear, yeah, Abe Sapien. Abe Sapien. In this film, uh, voiced by David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, played by physically played by someone else. I'm gonna pull him up because I think like, it's it, it it not Andy Circus, is it? No, it's not Andy Circus. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hello, boy. Here we go. 2004, Hellboy. Okay, he's played by. Doug Jones. Okay. And Doug Jones, like, just is is Abe Sapien though. Like David Hard Pierce is perfect choice for uh, doing the voiceover. Oh, Doug Jones straight up looks like him. Holy shit! Doug Doug Jones was Amphibian Man in The Shape of Water. He was the Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. Oh yeah. In uh. In Hellboy Two. Yeah. Like. He wasn't just Abe Sapien. He also was the Angel of Death and Chamberlain. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, he is a fucking weird-looking dude, and it works. Like, he's, he's, he's Seru in Star Trek uh, Discovery. Oh. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he just is super spindly and weird-looking. Like, if you look at his Wikipedia article, it's like he's an American, um, like, actor and contortionist. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense, though. Yeah, he's he's a perfect... Um, perfect That's kind of cool. I didn't realize choice. that. Um, yeah, Selma Blair's Liz Sherman, or Liz Sherman. She does pretty fucking good. I always forget her fucking name. Um, and, you know, fucking John Hurt. John Hurt. Oh, crushing I mean, it. You put, put John Hurt in a movie, probably pretty good. But John Hurt in any movie. <clears throat> or TV show or anything. Do you not have a point uh, part for John Hurt? Doesn't matter. Write a part for yeah, John make Hurt. Make a part for John Hurt. You need it. Trust me. Well, you did before he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bit of a shame. Anyway. There, so, yeah. So, like I said, like the, the casting is pretty fucking dead on as far as like how the, the characters kind of feel. Um. Anyway. So, I will, I will get to my, my overall, like opinion of changes later um so we we get uh an amount of hellboy they do a little character building basically like oh here's a new guy here's hellboy uh just getting everybody introduced you know here's here's the department director who goes on late night tv to basically be like oh yeah hellboy's not real you're fucking retarded idiots (laughs) jesus jeff uh jeffrey tambor by the way he's great yeah He's such a smug asshole, and he's so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm into it. I admire it. Jeffrey Tambor um, is is very good at playing this character specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is exactly that character. Like I I've seen him play it multiple times, but like sp- like this is a very good version. Anyway, um, while while we're getting introduced to everyone, 
in you know all the the people of the BPRD. Uh, you were introduced to them by way of the new guy coming through, right? So the new guy meets Abe Sapien, and you know he's in a fish tank and he's eating rotten eggs and shit. And you're just like, I don't know where this came from, but okay. <laughs> Who's um, this guy? What the hell? Yeah. And then you meet Professor Broom, and you meet uh, the other agent, uh, Hellboy's handler, current handler, uh, handler slash like uh, babysitter. Yeah. Which is yeah, that sounds about right. They they actually call it that. Yeah, because Hellboy is prone to just escaping and shit and roaming around and doing uh, whatever he wants to do. He's got a big boner for Liz, and that's all communicated in like the first few minutes. And you're like, Jesus, yeah, they they kind of just rattle that right off, and it doesn't feel like by introducing like, hey, you're the new guy. Yeah, it manages to not feel too like exposition. It is absolutely exposition. Yes. But it feels more organic compared to like I can think of several movies recently where just been it's like, like exposition. Here I'm you the go. exposition Here's the character. premise of this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. cool. Narrator well, this actually in the premise of this film. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it it actually flows pretty organically. It feels pretty yeah. good. Like this is not like overall the first Hellboy movie is not a bad comic action movie. No, like, that's the thing, is that if this had become the template, I don't think that would have been too bad of a thing. No, I think it would have been pretty interesting, to be honest. Um, so, as, as we meet more people, uh, we cut to the Nazis. Uh, who are, are still alive, of course. Still fucking alive, and, and the lady has not aged a day. Yeah, that was like Rasputin's gift to her. Yeah, he's like, is, you're going to live forever, idiot. Yeah. Meanwhile, Trick fucking gimp mass <laughs> clockwork boy. Does, clockwork it doesn't is, matter if he ages. No, because he's just kind of unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a pretty great villain, I think. Um, he he is like legit scary. Like the power yeah. level on him is really high. Yeah, yeah. That's a it's it's definitely like when when they encounter him, it's a real fucking fight. No matter who, even if Hellboy is the one fighting him, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So the, we, we see the Nazis and they're roaming around the, the, uh, the, uh, the North Pole. And uh, they find uh, a guide shows them to a hidden temple in the North Pole, which is from the books. Um, yeah. A lot of the, like, the little stuff they pull from books is pretty interesting. So there's this hidden occult fucking temple in the North Pole. This massive dais that's just, it looks, you know, it's really a lot of swirls, a lot of confusing swirls. Well... Not confusing for long, because they kill the guide and his blood fills them. Yep. And this serves as a conduit for Rasputin to come back into the world. I kind of love that their means of getting people to do stuff is, it's actually Nazi gold. Yep. Like, they have Nazi gold, and that's what yep. they they spend. They spend Nazi I don't know. gold. I, I kind of admire that. <laughs> no, Nazi that gold. Was, that was pretty cool. Like, I was like, that's, like, that is a neat thing. Like, where you're like, this is... Like I like I said, like the the way they characterize the Nazis in this movie is like right from the book. Uh I would say the Nazis are even more competent in the movie than they are in the book. <laughs> yeah. Cause like in the comics they're like there's an amount of like just staggering incompetence among the <laughs> among the Reich and it's real funny. Anyway, uh so Rasputin's back. 
And uh, he's like, we got to fucking get Hellboy on, on board here. You got to do it. And he's like, well, first we're going to use these awful creatures that we've fucking, that I know where they're hidden. Or, you know, something has told me they were hidden here. And, and then it was shocking Something has told him. It's the, ne- it's the next thing that Hellboy has to investigate. So it cuts yeah. to, like, Nazis in a, in a museum and they're like, blah, blah, there's fucking, uh, let's, you know, let's get over to the creepy Egyptian wing. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, that, that one wing where we store all that stuff. Where all the creepy shit is. It's fine. Hey, we found, it's the, fine. We found the right creepy thing. Uh, it's going to summon a giant demon. You know. Hooray. You know, <laughs> Everyone loves that. So the Nazis, the, the occult Nazi squad there is like, summon demon... Every security guard is dead at this yeah, point. Basically Just fed to the demon. Fed to the demon because fuck you. Um, and they, they bail. They're like, we'll just leave this here. Yeah. So <laughs> they have to call in the BPRD. And the BPRD shows up in a garbage truck um, because they're dedicated to being secret it's in this. Extremely in this subtle. Universe. <laughs> so subtle. So they're like, why is, the gar- why is a garbage man here? And he's like, oh, God. Um <laughs> And it's it's Abe and Hellboy and the other agents currently, and uh, they're they're pretty fun. The agents are are very fun characters. They're very like the new guy is real fucking. He's he's real new guy. Like he's like oh you know freaks out about all kinds of stuff. Oh and the God. the other agent who's been on the job for a while, who's been dealing with Hellboy and Abe forever, is just kind of like uh whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really weird, huh? Yeah, wild Good taste of this idiot. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> he? He's a fun character. Um, and they kind of just do that for a while, and they get there, and they're like, and Abe, Abe they give Abe a psychic power to basically give people a reason to go places or communicate information. Mm-hmm. Abe does not have that power in the book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's a little expository, but again, yeah. I mean, that's, with David Hyde Pierce doing the voicing, it's it fine. does succeed. Like, yeah, it absolutely yeah. works because it's like, well, this fucking fish man is old as hell and knows tons of things. He's old as hell and he's weird as shit, <laughs> and he can tell things from when he, you know, from touching me. And you're just like, mm, all right, chief. Which David um, Hyde Pierce, like, yeah, also voiced uh, fucking Professor Zombie in the pilot of. Um, of the amazing screw on head, which only ever had mm-hmm. the pilot. Man, uh, there are some things that only ever had pilots that were like in the either like the Hellboy thing. It just, or it like just the, convinces me that this is the bad universe. Oh, totally. Because that universe. that show would have fucking ruled. It had um, oh god, and I love this actor, and I'm completely spacing on his name right now. Um, we can just look. Paul Giamatti. Oh yeah. Paul Giamatti as the voice of the Amazing Screw on Head, and yeah, Paul. Fuck. Goddamn. Yeah, no, that that fucking pilot was just so good, and this it was just too good fun. for this world. It was just got shut down. Patton Oswalt was in that. Yep. Yeah. Molly Shannon. Holy shit. Mindy fucking Sterling. All kinds of people. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just like came out, and of course, I immediately downloaded it. Um, Obviously. Because as you do, but yeah, no, it was it was fucking great, and yeah. 
And then it's just like, yeah, we're not picking that up. Nope. Of course you're not. Of course you're fucking not. I think there were like, there's, there's been two cartoons in my life that I've seen go to pilot publicly and then not get picked up. And one of the, like one was that and the other was Korgotha Barbaria. Oh yeah. Which would have been amazing. And I still wish someone would pick that up eventually, but it won't happen. 2006, like we're going to do a short. <laughs> that was the Damn same it. year that Metal. I think it lost out to Metalocalypse, which was. I mean, not a bad re- choice. But no, I would have. But Metalocalypse kind of went downhill in its later seasons. It's Adult Swim interference with the writing, of course, and uh, other stuff. We we need this to have a big overarching plot, and the whole charm of that series was that it didn't have a big overarching plot. It was just uh, the overarching plot could happen over the whole season, and that was fine. But mm-hmm. it was like. It's not, you know, that was like, that was the purpose of the, the fucking, the, the, the Illuminati meeting, you know, and like yeah. the last two episodes of the season, it's whatever. Anyway, I know what you're saying. I, I kind of agree. I, I definitely preferred it when it was like uh episode of the week kind of a thing. Anyway. So no, the charm of Metalocalypse I felt was that it was completely flavor of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, like the, the theme of the program was that it's not flavor of the week that these guys are like there's big things afoot there's all kinds of crazy things happening yeah and these guys are uh, too stupid to see it yeah and i loved that that was so perfect when it was just that just yeah there's there's something going on here but they don't fucking care they're just like yeah (laughs) drinking a hundred beers after letting loose an elder troll and shit like that like that that was when it was perfect so that was like the first two seasons. Season yeah, three kind of had that, but then they kind of yeah. Anyway, anyway, they, like, like oh, I said, they, you gotta you gotta have something important for them to go. Well, against. that's like, when they no, went to don't. full half an hour episodes. Yeah, it's like at that point you can't just be totally episodic and think, oh yeah. well, fuck. Because yep. yeah, fifteen minute episodes is just perfect if you want to have some fucking nonsense, and that is yep. it was all really I good want from Adult Swim uh, shows. Really, yeah. The uh, like I said, like they I. You know, obviously, still highly desire Korgoth of Barbaria to be a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, additionally, bring back the amazing screw on head. Also that. Get that same fucking cast. What are you doing? Yeah, they're, they're not dead. They're still they're alive. They're not dead. They're still... They could make more. Mm-hmm. Those people could do it. We could just fucking do that. We could have that. This could, could be have, a world where that existed. We could have two very good series that didn't get picked up for pilot. Um... I liked Korgoth a lot because of trying to think what was it. It was basically like riffing on um, a bunch of 80s cartoons, but specifically Thundar the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. uh, Which is insane if you've never seen it. Um, It's a... uh, Like they were like... It literally... Like the premise of Korgoth where it's like, the old world has destroyed itself... And now a world of low low magic fantasy exists. <laughs> Korgoth was that with laser swords. <laughs> oh my god. He had yeah. a, a character that was called Oogla the Mock. Because he's a mock. M-O-K. It's, it's mm-hmm. a species. And it's definitely not Chewbacca. It's definitely legally distinct from Chewbacca. Legally distinct. Makes slightly different noises. Um... <laughs> Anyway, it's that was a very strange show, but 
like you know Korgoth like borrowed that premise from there and a bunch of other you know properties that do that same thing that's kind of a fun kitschy you know low fantasy fucking high adventure bullshit i like that yeah anyway well i would say that hellboy kind of succeeded on sort of the same premise it where kind it's a of little, does a little i mean it's definitely camp it's a little bit funny yep. and it's also got like crazy like pseudo horror things happening yeah, it, so it, it, I really enjoyed the first one. I also did. I um, like the way the Hellboy's plot is not super. It's not the best thing on the planet. No, but it's I mean, fun. It's, especially it's, at this era, like it's been done other places. It's been done other places. It's like this. This basically the same plot, just sub in Nazis for whoever else. Yeah. Um, but. Like the whole premise of the, the, the basically the movie goes along. Uh, they they find this demon thing, and they figure out that it can uh, eject uh, like spores that it, in, inject eggs into people and shit, and it can oh, yeah, lay they, eggs they wherever multiply, it wants. Like whenever you kill one, then it divides. Two pop up and yeah, it's if not you kill nice. two, then like then the egg laying one shows up and all hell breaks loose. And- yep. It's wild. It's a super creepy demon. And actually, it goes between practical and CGI. Remarkably well, especially yeah. considering it's 2004. Like, uh, to, to name a, you know, call out a fucking um, film from the same era, mm-hmm. loosely, uh, a little bit earlier, but still, like, uh, X-Men's effects are oh, yeah. complete garbage compared to this. Which is... You don't think of the X-Men movies as being old, but they're, you know, 20 years old now. 2000, I think, with the first one. The first one's 2000, so they're 18 years old. Yeah. So, in between the the time of that and Hellboy, like, yeah, like, the effects in X-Men are much, substantially worse. The CGI in Hellboy is actually pretty tolerable. Yeah, it's not perfect by any means, but it fits into the type of reality they're creating. Yes. Fine. And the, the transitions between them are not overly jarring, which for a lot of things, uh, again, of that era, yep, it is really jarring. Like, oh, it's God. just like, oh, God. <laughs> they, they used it sparingly, which is also kind of nice. Yeah. Like, for the scenes yeah. where they, you know, like, oh, Hellboy's going to fight six of these giant fucking demon things. Well, then, we're not making six of these fucking fully motorized monstrosities. Yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. So you get a CGI Hellboy fighting six of these CGI demons, which is like and a yet short. It's not terrible. It's not bad. It's like it's it's you know it's video game quality for the era. Well, actually, probably yeah. better than video game quality for the era. Oh, definitely better than video game quality. Um, Turns out we forgave a lot in the early two thousands. I mean, you know, we've you know, especially if you you know if if you're our age, listeners. Uh, a thousand years old, one thousand a- ageless beings. Really, you probably started playing video games in the early mid eighties, early nineties, maybe. Yeah. So, your ability to forgive graphics is is high. It's extremely high. It's pretty much innately wired in. Where you're like, man, this looks like shit. Then you're like, I don't really care. <laughs> well, and, and additionally, like, uh, just. I was discussing this recently with a friend and we've definitely discussed it on the podcast before. Sure. Like there was an era where if you got a game, like you got a game. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it might be an extremely shitty like ripoff of something else. It doesn't matter. 
It's a game. You got a video game. So going to just get as much out of it as you possibly can. I played fucking Infiltrator for, I think, <clears throat> close to a year before I understood any of it. It was very bad. Yeah. But I played the fuck out of it. <laughs> Absolutely played the fuck out of it. You had a video game. Like, you got a new video game. You got you to fucking make the most of that. Yep. Yep, yep. I remember when I got... Uh, fucking Mega Man 6. Because I had gotten a Super NES the year before. And I like I obviously enjoyed Mega Man on the NES. I, I think, like... I remember ha- learning, teaching myself to rehook up, to hook up the Super and regular Nintendo so I could switch between playing. Oh, yeah. Stuff. And go back uh, and forth. Yeah, I played Mega Man 6 a lot. Like a lot. Um, that and RC Pro Am. Anyway. Oh, Pro Am. RC Pro Am was fucking. That was like a, a rage generating video game. That and the. I think between that and like Bigfoot Rally, which if you've never played Bigfoot Rally, listeners. Uh, go download the ROM somewhere. You're in for a fucking treat. <laughs> Not really. You're in for some suffering. Um, I mean, it was one of those you had to press the uh, left and right D-pad buttons alternating to make uh, your vehicle go kind of oh games. God, that's that's fucking that's such good gameplay. <laughs> oh, buddy, it's amazing. Everybody loves that. Everyone loves it. And you had to, while you're doing that, you had to shift with B and A. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It was insane. I've seen people speed run that game in half an hour, and I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this, but uh, I think it's illegal. <laughs> well, everything everything falls the fuck apart uh, when you speed run it. Like that's mm-hmm. just the nature of the beast there. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So, so yeah, so Hellboy, um, Hellboy, yeah. To to basically give you the the broad strokes of the plot, like they the Nazis unleash those things. BPRD has to try and track them down. Eventually, the Nazis set up for a big ass ritual in Russia. Yep. Um, uh, this is after Hellboy's current handler gets aced in a mission. And also, um, John Hurt, the professor, the guy in charge Room of the whole gets thing, killed by the, gets assassinated. the clockwork Nazi. Fucking clockwork. Um, um, and so, finally, yeah, they they go. the The Nazis have the big ritual to invite the um, the fucking old ones onto the planet. Yep. And, um, and Hellboy is instrumental to that. Like he's the key. They, they I love that the his hand, the is stone, the, key. the the doorway mm-hmm. uh, was the cause of the fucking um, like event in Siberia. Yeah, in the 1900s, like that's the canonical thing. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I forget. I could like the. God, I cannot remember the name of that, but no, it's Vlad a thing. Vostok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My fucking pop filter has decided that it doesn't want to be in front of my microphone. Everybody loves the... Fucking love you, pop filter. How about you just fucking... Like, it's been fine for, I don't know, a while, and now it is like, no, friend. I don't live there. Okay, we're better. Um, But yeah, fucking... No, yeah, the, uh, I know what you're talking about. The, the fucking... The, the big Siberian explosion. Mm-hmm. Which has had a number of uh, medias and the like uh, based off of it because it is very unexplained. Tunguska. Tunguska, that's the one. That's weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah. But a- anyway, so yeah, Hell- 
Hellboy opens the gate because they take um, Liz's soul. Yeah. And then um, he remembers who he is, even though he is a demon, <laughs> technically. And uh, instead, fucking mercs the Nazis, and then one of the old ones makes it. Or actually, I guess it's the old one that lived in Rasputin. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's like it's a uh, the uh, it's it's kind of like they, he got used as a gate temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which sucks for yeah, you, Mer- pal. <laughs> Mercs that, and then uh, and then that's it. They made it. Like they succeeded. Everything's fine. Yep. Um, yeah. It's is not like a perfect film, but it's actually no. not bad to watch. It, it's totally consistent. The, yeah. uh, the, the actual cinematography is I think excellent, especially for a movie of its type. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's an enjoyable film. Like yeah. it's, it's very entertaining. Yeah, no, um, and it's, it's definitely it is, it is a, if you are, you could do much worse with an early two thousands comic book movie. <laughs> Oh God, you could do so much worse. Like it's not <laughs> hard to type. do worse. Many, many things did worse. So much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then it got a sequel. Yeah. The golden army, the uh, golden army. That, they tried now, to this do, was also go. directed by del Toro. Yep. And they got much of the cast back. So they didn't get the new guy back and it was a little conspicuous at the start. Yeah. That like, this dude who, you know, he was, he was a competent character. He added kind of a love triangle thing to the interactions between Hellboy and Liz. Yep. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't a bad character. He was, no. he was interesting and he was just kind of gone. Yep. Just vanished. By the second one. <laughs> um, the other biggest thing that bugged me, cause I would say, I would still say on, on the whole, uh, I was entertained by golden army. I don't think yeah. it was as good. No. As the uh, first one, and I, th- I would say it's more Del Toro, which is again not necessarily a bad thing, but it's definitely like he had more creative freedom, and so being Del Toro, he was just like, "Welp, <laughs> would have made a doing, real weird movie, doing some things, gonna put some weird dudes in here, and like, yeah. all right, all right, I respect that, but also, <laughs> also dial it back, um, yeah, c- c- let's calm down a little bit. Um, the other thing that really like bugged me in terms of like casting and story and everything is uh the director the guy played by um jeffrey tambor was basically a different character by the time of the second movie yeah like he went from he's like he's just a dick bag and he's like i'm the boss i know what's right fuck you like get yeah. in line or you're fucking fired like that was his style mm-hmm. and in the sequel he's just really simpering Right. Like, yeah. It's like, come on, can you please be nicer? It's like, this is way out of character. Like, I know be a piece of shit. You were great at that. I liked it better when he was just a piece of shit. Right. Cause then he's just like big dicking around. Like, yeah, you're an indestructible demon, but fuck you. Like, which is great. Yeah. I, I don't know why they, they changed that. And it kind of, it kind of bugged me. There are no, it would have been more fun. I think if he, if he was just big dicking around, there's the team lead in the books is a lady and she is not a retard. <laughs> like that's the other thing is like, he's like in the second movie, he's kind of an idiot. Ah, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Tamara's yeah, character he's definitely is kind more of, of an idiot. Now he's, he definitely doesn't know what he's talking about in the first movie. No, but it's but he clearly doesn't served matter. him. Well, just say again. Like, Go ahead. 
I was say he, it, it clearly it served him well. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to totally know what he's talking about. He just like bit is forceful in a direction and things happen. Yep. Um, not he's the, the case public face with of this one, this shit show of a department. Yeah. Basically just talking shit to conspiracy theorists and just like, whatever, that's not a thing. Yeah. It was good blurry photos. Ha <laughs> ha. Got him. Yep, moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, um, and like the, it is, it's a very notable change in how, how the character acts and stuff. Cause it's like, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, Hellboy's completely out of control. And it's like, you didn't really need to like make it to where Tambor's character was totally useless to do that. No, no. Like Hellboy can be out of control without. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely nerfing. Uh, uh, and they, they introduce uh, one of the more interesting characters from the books, uh, Johan, which is apparently voiced by Seth fucking McFarlane. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that. He didn't. So this is another case where they didn't credit him because the on-screen actors, they, they credited two guys, uh, one who was the suit actor and the other who was the puppeteer for just the helmet. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, kind of wild. Honestly, I would say good performance overall. I'm not crazy about Seth MacFarlane's, you know, it's not 2004 anymore, so I'm not excited about things. Uh, Seth Jeff MacFarlane does. does. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Jeff MacFarlane. There we go. <laughs> old, old Jeff. Um, but yeah, no, like, I had that moment in my life where it's like, oh my God, Family Guy's so funny. And that was a long time ago now. Yeah, um, we had it when it came out so the first time. He was fine. Uh, I, I liked the character overall, but mm-hmm. it was definitely very, like, it's like, oh, that's Stewie. <laughs> All right, cool. It's a little bit like, yeah, it's, it's like, so the character in the books is like way more human. Like literally or no, like I'm well, it depends on the time in the book, but, um, but no, like his character, like he feels like way more of a person than just fucking a foil for Hellboy. Yeah. Like, which is what his character is. Cause they made the director no longer a foil for Hellboy. So they had to introduce one. Yep. Which is, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Doesn't, didn't need to. But then he turns out to be a cool guy by he's the end. He's a cool but, dude. You know, we get there. We get there. Uh, he's, he's a, I mean, he's an interesting character in the books, too, is the thing. It's I mean, like one of those, like, it's like, there's a lot of these, like, hey, I'll, I'll, I will reserve. I, I was going to say, I did like the fact that, you know, he's ectoplasmic. Like, he's basically a ghost. Yeah. That's super fucking neat. That's pretty, that's pretty fun. Like, where he, uh, there's a, a fight scene where he says, yeah, I could probably take you to Hellboy you know, in his ridiculous German accent and, and in his ridiculous like, what? vacuum what suit. What are you talking about? Fucking punches the vacuum suit and lets the ghost out, which has already been like, it was surprising that he was like, Oh, I got him. Like, <laughs> uh, cause he'd already demonstrated the ability to do that. Yep. Uh, and so then the ghost just like beats the shit out of him with the lockers that he's standing next to. Yep. I, I did kind of love that. Like, that was I fun. Did really, no, enjoy it's a that. fun scene. But they like they're like they they just. I wish they kind of let his character be more than just like he's the new field agent in charge and he's a dick bag. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of wish they hadn't quite like if they had dialed back the funny by about ten percent. Yes, I think this would have been a measurably better movie like and again not to say it's bad it's not it's not a bad film it's not great but it is entertaining yeah um but yeah they're like oh well we got to make this mass market entertaining and the way we make it mass marketing entertaining as a comic book movie is we make it real funny mm-hmm. and ultimately 
uh, you know, Iron Man did that more successfully. And now we suffer in that reality that Iron Man managed to hit that balance a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's just, it's just a little too screwball. And that kind of clashes with uh, the tone of Hellboy overall. And honestly, with, uh, with Del Toro's kind of like visual style, if it was just a little bit darker, then his yep. bizarre character designs wouldn't be as like, it, they would have been more effective, I think. Yeah, I would have given way more of a shit about the monsters that Hellboy and, and crew encounter in, like, they, they go to a, a you know, the, the premise of this movie is the old world is fighting back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's elves, interesting. Uh, played by the Wraith from Stargate Atlantis. Oh my God. Uh, it's so what? It's the fuck. <laughs> like, I'm just like, the whole time. I, so I, in this space of time, I had, so after, I had not seen Hellboy after we had seen, after we had watched Atlantis for the show. Mm hmm. And then this, as I watched it, I was like, wow, holy, f what the Yo, fuck, Stargate? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, almost exactly. It's just like, it's fucking you know, a couple hundred dollars off on the costume and you yeah, have the they, race. They saved a little bit of money for the TV version. Cause you gotta, you know, you gotta yeah. save some money. There's on the a TV lot of race. They can't, there's not just one dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You gotta, you know, you gotta spread that money around. So um, yeah, we meet the creepy elves. Uh, they're very creepy. They're super creepy. They're so incredibly fucking weird. And they're like, that's actually a good thing. Uh, they, they do. Yeah, it, like it, it the, makes them, Old less relatable, world. which is good because uh, I definitely was immediately like, ah, this is climate change <laughs> because right. it's me. Obviously, you're like, <laughs> there are elves involved. I sense climate like, change. Well, well, and, they're, and they are complaining about the world yep. uh, being destroyed no. by the humans. It's and climate change. Again. It's climate change. It's climate change. All right, cool. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Climate change. Boom, actually, it. old gods in the first Hellboy, also climate change. Yeah, well, I mean, let, you know, let's be realistic Obviously. here. Absolutely true. 100 percent um, <laughs> climate change <laughs> look if if oz is watching a movie climate like, change. all right how's the subtext of this climate like watching the original <laughs> star wars like ah yes climate change <laughs> mm, casablanca i wonder who plays climate change in this film <laughs> who, who is the character that represents climate change hmm. <laughs> but no you know, in this case this is like it's climate change <laughs> it is it is pretty literal like it's because the old but, world is all you know hypernatural and all that yeah shit. well the, the the old the creatures of old the the nature creatures like yeah, built like the, the, the golden spirits. army and then just fucked the shit out of humanity yeah, and then it eventually felt bad. Yeah, they, they literally felt bad. They were like, "Sorry, we kind of sorry, kick your we ass we super hard." Yeah, we won't kick your ass nearly as hard. We'll we'll give you a chunk of this crown, and thereby you won't die. Yeah, to no one will have the whole crown to control the army of murderous robots that murderous, live underground, unkillable robots. Yeah, they are. Uh, that is so that is all from the book as well from a different arc obviously than the first one naturally but like, yeah uh, a lot of the stuff you could see from arcs in the book uh were taken from bprd arcs oh okay so kind of the expanded world yeah um and like the hellboy arcs like it's like they're pretty close it's like they're all taken from around the same era mm -hmm. so it's not too outlandish but it's neat and it's interesting to see like you know 
an old like a, a an underground world full of fucking elves and trolls and shit, and they have you know they have machines they've made that are terrifying, kind of cool. Yeah, honestly, the design on the on the villains is not bad. It's, I mean, you know, Wraith from I mean, starting again. This is why it, this is why it could have been less funny. Like it would have been I, better if it was less funny because agree they were legitimately menacing. Like, it's like, wow, these things are fucking weird. Cause del Toro is just really good at guiding character design, I guess. Yep. Uh, I think honestly, it, I speculate, I theorize it's either, you know, studio being like, Hey, you need to be funnier or like Ron Perlman being like, that, that I feel like he should be me. more of a smart ass. <laughs> Cause I would say like, Fucking most Del Toro films I've seen, mm-hmm. like if they have a funny element, it is very well balanced. And I would point to as my, uh, you know, my cited source here, Pacific Rim. Sure. Which that has got some goofy elements to it. It's also got some fucking things happening and yep. like they are nicely spaced out together and they, they work together really well. And this just doesn't have that. No. It really doesn't like they, yeah. they they take a very good villain and make it very like it, like you you kind of know early on the stakes are not that high. Mm-hmm. One PG thirteen movie, two PG thirteen. Yeah, um, I feel like they were angling for a third movie. Oh yeah, no, they they very clearly were, and did not get that. But that's because this one was kind of a garbage fire. Yeah. Um, it- <laughs> and again, not to, not to say I wasn't entertained. I was absolutely mm-hmm. entertained. It's if you've just, never seen this, it's it, worth watching at least once. It's so close to being so much better. Yes. Um, but the whole the whole movie is like um, where in Hellboy, the first one, Hellboy fell in love with Liz, or Hellboy was in love with Liz, and blah 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 blah. The second one, this one, they're just together. They're together. Abe is in love with this new elf princess who's an idiot. <laughs> Princess dumbass of the Abe uh, is also an idiot <laughs> of the elves. Yeah, he is also pretty stupid in this, isn't he? Um, he you know he plays like you know in love and dumb. He does uh, do that pretty effectively. It's true. And we we talked about it a little before the before the show. Uh, David Hyde Pierce did not come back for this. No. So it's Doug Jones doing his best David Hyde Pierce impression, which is really uh, good. It's shockingly good. Now it it is noticeable. Um, and it was not to I, me. <laughs> I certain I certainly noticed it. I, I w- I didn't like. I wasn't like, oh well, fuck this. No, Doug uh, Jones. I was pretty, like, pretty okay. Doug Jones is doing a, he's doing all right, doing a pretty yeah. good job. Good job, Doug. Um, but no, I mean, you know, Doug. I would say honestly, if you listen to Doug Jones talk now as uh, what's his face, the lanky Saru? fucking alien Saru, that kind of comes through. Yeah. Like this, that his. His David Hyde Pierce voice might just be his weird lanky dude voice. <laughs> I just remembered that Michael Burnham on Star Trek spoilers actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you know, d- turn off your ears for thirty seconds here. Um, but that she ate Mirror Universe Saru. I just remembered that. Yeah, she so did. So squicked out by it. That was super weird. <laughs> it was really fucked up, but I mean, it's the mirror universe. So. It's, it's the first season. It's fine. It's been like a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, that was weird. Anyway. So, uh, 
Doug Jones does a pretty good job doing Abe the way they write Abe. Um, yeah. And John Hurt makes a reappearance. Yeah, um, cameo at the start, which I did not like the start of the movie just because the effects no. on the kid were so fucking odd. Oh, God. Just they made were it super uncomfortable. Blatant. Yeah. Yeah, it was not not great. Um, but the like the whole movie takes uh, like it's it's the, the premise is, you know, Hellboy is the last thing fighting. He's he's a monster fighting for humans. So is Abe right. and so is Liz. And uh, that's and so, a theme yeah, the, that is super present all throughout the comics as well. Yeah. Um, that humans do not get them and are. Humans either do not like them or, or the monsters they're fighting are like, hey, same team, idiot. What are you doing? Yeah. What, what the hell? Why are you fighting for these assholes? Yeah. And, actually, and, I, and I actually, I kind of felt that during, um, is at one point there's a forest elemental after they get yeah. out of the, uh, <laughs> the del toro character design marketplace that's a good way um, to put what that that's exactly what that was i mean it was del, a fun scene but it was definitely scene, like but it's like del toro's like haha i've made yeah, 60 check out, fucking trolls check out these things that i made <laughs> they're real weird and you're like great you, you're right they are weird and hellboy's Congratulations. gonna fight at least two of them <laughs> yeah, guaranteed fucking, knew that and, was coming yeah, um, there's like, of course, like, yeah, and they're like, there, there's scenes, there's parts in that that didn't need to happen, and there's parts that were like, it was like the funny part in that, or like, like the, the weird baby thing is like, I'm not a baby, I'm a tumor. <laughs> it's just like that's gross. Also, that's gross. I have no problem with this. Sure, but but all cool. right, <laughs> uh, but like the the overall tone of that scene could have been much darker and more interesting if they had not made all of it a fucking running like visual gag i will say something that uh occurred to me Mm -hmm. watching that scene was i would be okay with like a farscape reboot or revival (laughs) yes if del toro was ep man yeah okay that's super fair because that's the perfect tone for farscape i was i was gonna say like you combine that with uh the fucking henson company Jesus and, Christ. Oh my God, you would get some wild shit. It would be awesome. I would love that. Man, also, listeners, if you haven't watched Farscape, go watch Farscape immediately. <laughs> it's time for our biannual Farscape recommendation, but definitely watch Farscape. For fuck's sake, Farscape was great. That was a fucked up show. So fucking, oh God, it was, it was painful. It was painful at times. And not yes. because it was bad, but because it just slapped you across the face and it's like, why are you still watching this? And it's like, oh God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> weird movie weird show anyway weird show um so like the whole the whole movie yeah, kinda, the, the, the divide the, the divide oh, yeah, between the, monsters yeah. and the like and like you know this is the last forest elemental yeah like are you he seriously going out. to kill it yeah like, like it's the last one of its kind it's like you just summoned a giant thing that is punching buildings dude <laughs> yeah like hey, hang on hang on you are using it for murder yeah. let's not get totally on the high horse here yeah chief you maybe did bring the last forest elemental here to the city to murder people yeah good job it's like it's the last are you gonna seriously kill the last thing that's trying to kill you yeah I'd, fuck, i don't give a shit <laughs> i mean yeah probably <laughs> i'll kill the fuck i, I, I kind of have to yeah yeah so that was kind of like a you're like all right fucking not not smart but keep keep going um he uh so yeah, Hellboy kills this forest elemental, 
And it's a pretty fun fight, but it's like, it's very like actors fighting a green screen. It's very actors fighting a green screen and it is very, um, not, not fully screwball, but definitely has goofy stuff going on very much. So, and you know, it's, it's basically they keep hammering home the fact that people will never like you, Hellboy. They'll never like you, Abe. They'll never like you, Liz, because you're all crazy. You're all monsters to them. And, uh. Like, they, they really just get ham-handed as fuck with it, with that scene and mm-hmm. with a couple others. Because, um, like, when Hellboy, like... Because Hellboy's all his life, he's helped people. That's what he does. That's that's his whole thing. Um, he, he goes out and fights big fuck-off demons because uh, regular humans probably shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he fights things from the old world that are resurfacing and like the, the the theme of the old world dying is pretty prevalent in the comics and this movie um which is interesting like you know obviously there's the climate change angle that exists but there's the yeah the angle that um i'll talk about in a few minutes actually uh so we've got like this whole big fucking mess of a plot that leads to uh the prince showing up at the bprd fucking everybody up yeah because the prince is real good at fighting um and then you find out that if you hurt the prince you hurt his sister who abe is in love with ah yes so abe becomes a fucking liability everyone becomes a fucking liability because he wants to get with that elf lady because they are good guys like to a t in this movie and uh like to a fault i would say and that's fine. And that, 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 that makes that, that they, they definitely fulfill their, 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 their characters, uh, designs, I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh yeah, this is a, you know, these characters are archetypal good guys who look a little weird. Like it, they're Ninja Turtles, basically. They're Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I mean, it's got Which that is, same type of, not to oversimplify but like that's it's the monsters who fight for you fight monsters for you and it's a trope that's happened before but this universe does it in a particular way that's pretty interesting uh anyway so we get to the the end of the movie which is like a big scene of like hey you're gonna go into the fucking hollow earth where the fucking elves live and uh you know fight a bunch of shit and meet a weird goblin and the grim reaper yeah, and also meet a weird goblin in the Grim Reaper, one of which played by Doug Jones. Yeah, the Grim Reaper, which again, no surprises there. Very God grim. damn it, very Doug Reaper-y. Jones, you're such a fucking weirdo. It's amazing. He's so good. Like his physical presence is creepy. just awesome. Like he yeah. he is able to do real creepy and weird characters. Saru. There's so here's I don't like Saru as a character particularly, mm-hmm. but Saru is played well. Yeah, as far as like that's so your, your objection is more to the writing than to. I, I don't like whiny people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like characters and stuff. So but, like, I'm like, Ugh. but just the way he moves around, it's creepy as shit. And he looks like an alien, and it's good, mm-hmm. which is yeah, exactly good at what being you an need alien. for you know the angel of death or a fish man. <laughs> yeah, a fish man. I actually uh, I speculated aloud to some <laughs> to some friends, and it was. Like, oh, yeah, he is married. But I was like, oh, man, Doug Jones must get so laid these days. Right? (laughs) 
because oh, yeah. he's yeah. played these iconic weird characters that everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm way into that now because it's 2018. That's true. <laughs> also gross. Um, no, he's, he's happily married, I'm told. Yeah, well, good for Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones, funny guy, interesting, interesting character, interesting actor, and also you know, good that he's getting work, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So they 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 fight the prince toward the end. And the end is very like, like oh, you're killing his, the old world. And you're like his his sisters linked to him because they're twins. Yeah, and, obvi- and they're elves, obviously, and they're elves. Uh, and I'm definitely confused by the way that played out because it's like he like that his death seemed unnecessary. Like they Almost wanted certainly. to amp up the drama just to amp up the drama. Cause like, yes. I don't know the comedy quotient got too high. And so, too many, too many goofs, too many goofs and spoofs. And yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely, definitely confusing. Just like, uh, okay. You know, like he's already had the shit beat out of him and he kind of like goes to take a swing at, uh, at Hellboy. And his sister just stabs herself in the yep. heart. Like, okay. All right, lady. Did you have to? Couldn't uh, you have just, like, stabbed yourself in the leg and caused him to fall over? Something less, like, Anything fatal. else? Literally anything else? Yep. No. Dead. Gotta, gotta amp them stakes up for little to no reason. Yeah. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Just crank them up. And uh, the, the movie kind of falls apart like halfway through i will say it does it does again the the overall feel like the overall film is entertaining like yeah. it is it is fun to watch but it definitely like does not hold up under any type of scrutiny no you're like well why are these characters doing eh, uh-huh. <laughs> hellboy one was simple enough that it was like oh yeah you can scrutinize this but the plot's like fucking paper thin yeah and you know it's, what's a, it's a it's very like, limited plot and it doesn't matter yep they're fighting like, we're doing this yeah the Nazis got bamboozled by Rasputin, who is now... Boom. That's all you need to know. That's all that's you it. need to know. Have Tricked. a good time. Enjoy. Yep. Ruined. Um, not not the case here. The second movie is not the case. Uh, they do do a thing that was from a way later book in the Hellboys, in the BPRD series. Mm-hmm. That's where they come out of the Hollow Earth in a different country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. I like that. I was like, oh, that's a fun little shout out. Um, so overall, like, uh, listeners, if you are, if you enjoy these movies and have not read the comics, <coughs> I'm going to breathe real badly. I would say go read the comics. Beware. There's a large chance that you will come away not being able to enjoy the movies the same amount. And I think they're that's, very, I think that's fair. I would say if you've not read the comics, Definitely check them out, and then if you like them, I guess you can ruin them with the comics. The ruin comics the films are with the comics. categorically better and more complex. Um, yeah. And also, a lot of the things. So, like different key differences for me were how Abe is written. So, oh, yeah. like Abe in the comics is not like a nerd. Abe in the comics is a fucking field agent. He he kills motherfuckers all the time. Like, he's fighting dudes as much as Hellboy is. Right. Um, and that'd be kind of nice to see, because, like, he definitely should have that capability. Totally. Um, the animated movies do this a little better, but they're still not very good. Oh, uh, okay. Stars made them. They're very... They're 
um, you know, the DC animated movies. Oh yeah. Same, Imagine same like a outfit. cheaper version of those. <laughs> oh, that's not great. Yeah. It's not, not, not particularly good. Um, but the, so like, and also, uh, the, the love triangles that keep occurring. Nope. None of that shit. None of that. No. Like there's this Hellboy in love with Liz, Abe in love with random elves. No, Abe is too busy being depressed and weird, and Hellboy is too busy being like uh, a a wandering, effectively like samurai of a hero, like to to be like, oh, I'm in love with this person. No, they're all friends and they're all coworkers, and that's it. Like they That'd are kind of nice, honestly, but you know, it's a, it when is. it's a big budget picture, it's like gotta have some type of romance or yeah, I won't connect with. It, it feels super tacked on after you've read the comics. <laughs> You're just uh-huh. like, this seems dumb. Um, and like the other agents who are human, who have names and are appearing multiple times who are, you know, regular characters. Cause I would say the, the humans, like, especially outside the first one are yeah. just expendable background. Like, yep. Totally background. Like we need somebody to get murdered a bunch. Yep. Uh, while we sort out the rest of this 100%. And that is, that is not the case in the, the comics. The repeating character humans are like, yeah, they're they're real dudes and they have real character depth. And it's kind of neat. Um, that would have been like, nice. So the arc that the first movie and second movie, the second movie and first movie kind of combine arcs in a few places. Uh, Hellboy leaves the BPRD at some point and goes off and does his own thing. Because uh, they the BPRD head this is the only time you see the head of the agency be a real piece of shit um puts a bomb in a dude they found they found a homunculus and the homunculus may have accidentally killed liz uh a few times and a few other people because he can't can't control whether the way energy comes out of him like it just blows up right so liz uh tried to bleed off some of her power into this homunculus because she's like lighting shit on fire a bunch again. Yeah. And, uh, he straight up just sucks all of her power out and he comes to life and he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) So the agents only see Liz fall over this thing, jump up and run out of a building. Jesus. They eventually find him and they find like another homunculus has been, murdering townspeople from this European village and extracting their body fat so he can make a giant homunculus body. Oh, God. It's incredibly creepy. Jesus. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so anyway, he becomes an agent, and then one day, one of the the guys gives Hellboy a detonator, and he's like, hey, if if Roger uh, freaks out, there's a bomb in his chest. (laughs) And Hellboy's like, how long until you do this to me or Abe? Right. And, uh, cause you know, the, you know, he's a monster. He's just a monster. And, uh, it's kind of fun. It's interesting. It, it goes well. And like, you know, Johan is a character pretty much from the get go in BPRD. Um, his character rather than more, just, we needed a foil. We needed a foil. He's, he's actually on pretty okay terms with everybody. Like he's not a shithead. He definitely has arcs where he's being weird. Um, he acts, he, like he, one arc, he gets a body, a human body that was engineered oh by the same people who kind of made Abe. And uh, it's this massive like juggernaut of a person. 
And uh, he's like, cool, I'm going to possess this body because it doesn't have a soul. <laughs> Sweet. And, uh, then that gets killed by a wear jaguar because that's how oh that God. shit happens. It's super fun. Um, it's a really weird comic. I highly recommend everyone go, if you like comics or if you like this universe, go read it. Uh, the Hellboy series, the BPRD series, and the surrounding other series are pretty fun. Um, Lobster Johnson, shit like that. The Ape Sapien books are pretty good on their own. Uh, they're very creepy, and they're very like like the like the movies t- have like very surface level representations of the characters and things like that, and like the overall weird plots. It's like the the Rasputin using Hellboy is like the key to fucking open the the lock to another galaxy. That's like four or five like you know uh graphic novels worth of plot hmm. so it's it's you know it's they've, worth they checking can, out it sounds like it's worth checking out i enjoy them a lot anyway um these movies are still fun to watch i will say that yeah if you don't have the if you don't have the background with the uh comics yeah, you may probably if enjoy you do, them more <laughs> If you do, uh, you know, maybe maybe give it a shot if you're really starved for content. But. I'm going to go ahead and be honest. If you've read the comics, you've definitely seen the movies. Almost certainly. Like, I'm, I'm just safely going to assume that at this point. It seems reasonable. Um, anyway, uh, tune in Wednesday for more things. Uh, and yeah, thank you for listening. Goodbye. I love you. Bye.